listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Hey, full of it is this. Take a look. This is why we're in this series, because when, when, we're, when we're filled with God, with this thankfulness, it is a key that unlocks these things in our life. Take a look on the screen really quickly. It unlocks joy. It unlocks peace and it unlocks confidence. And these are the things that I know this, every single person needs every single day. A little bit of joy, a little bit of peace in the midst of our challenges and confidence to face those challenges that we all face every single day. And so I want to encourage you, this is a way to get a hold of this. As a matter of fact, find a friend, bring them back here next week. Bring them back here next week. Take one of those invitations, which we're going to talk about. How many of you guys got your invitations on the, on the seats? Take it and wave it at me. Wave your invitation at me. We printed up some brand new invitations. That's one for you to go and invite one person. And we got a whole bunch in the back. We're going to say invite a few more people. This is a simple invitation for you to take with you and say, hey, join me at Refinery. People aren't going to come to church by themselves. Right. It's scary. All right. It is. It can be scary. I don't know what to expect. I don't know when to stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. I don't know anything about that. They, they don't know. Most people don't know that. They need a friend that's going to say, hey, I'll meet you there. I'll sit with you. We'll hang out afterwards. It's up to you to see people come into this place. So take that invitation, get that word out because we want them to be thankful too. Today is about building a thankful habit. Everybody say habit. Habit. Now, if you were honest with me, how many would, would wave at me and say, I've had a bad habit in the past? Wave at me if you'd be honest. Saying, I'm not saying right now. I'm just saying, be honest. In the past, you've had a bad habit. Okay, good. We don't want to put anybody on the spot. All right. I, I've had bad habits. Habits can be bad and habits can be good. I had a bad habit for a while. When I was commuting into Los Angeles, I was commuting into LA every single day. I'd stop by this delicious donut place. Uh-huh, get myself a cup of coffee and usually at least one donut. If it's a good day, I might have two. And I created a habit to where I would literally wake up in the morning, man, I can't wait to get to that donut place. And, and I started to look like I was wearing a donut around me. And, and it was a bad habit that I created. And that's not a good thing. That's a bad habit, right? And, that, and I, because I was doing it every single day, it became a ritual. It became a routine. I was, was kind of looking forward to it. But I realized, man, that's not good for me. And it was a bad habit. Um, another bad habit that I used to have on that commute, I would always turn on a little talk radio. And uh, it wasn't necessarily immoral, but I was listening to talk radio, and after a while, listening to it every single day, I, I began to notice that my attitude was getting a little stinky, and I was getting a little critical, and I was uh, criticizing people, and I was a little more negative, a little more judgmental, and I was like, what is wrong with me? Why? I'm not this kind of person, and I realized that I created a habit every day by turning on that talk radio station, because I wanted to hear the news, right, and I wanted to hear the traffic. But, but that negativity began to infuse into my spirit. And I had to break that habit. And I had to say, you know what, I'm going to listen to something else in the morning because that habit was, was not doing well in my soul. Now, those are bad habits. Then there's some good habits, right? How many of you guys got some good habits in your life? Like, okay, I, I, I go to the gym regularly, once a year, right? Good habits. 
actually, Leah and I, um, Leah's with our kiddos right now. That's my wife. If you haven't had a chance to meet her, she's the beautiful woman that's usually hanging out with me. Um, We've been married uh, 29 years this year. Next year, we celebrate 30 years of marriage. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, come on. I know, it's wild to think, Pastor Kelly, how did you get married at five years old? I mean, that's, you look so good being married 30 years. Um, we now have a new habit, which is, which is important for us. When we go out to eat, we order one meal instead of two meals. And that's a good habit to be in because not only is it economical, but it's also half the calories, right? And so now we have a new habit. When we sit down, our habit is, what are we going to order? That can be challenging, to be honest. She's not a fish eater. She doesn't like to eat fish. She doesn't, eat a lot of, she doesn't like to eat a lot of good things. <laughs> I got to rephrase that. She likes to eat good things. She doesn't like to eat some of the things that I like to eat. So we find a compromise. We, so that's, that's a new habit. Half the calories, half the price. Um, another habit that I have is um, every single morning I get up and I, I uh, pull out my French press maker. Right, and and I get the specially ground coffee that I've had specially ground just for the French press. Take a few scoops out there, dump it in there, get the hot water going, let it percolate, mm. let it steep for a while there, just not percolate, let it steep for a while, and then I press it down. Mm, it smells so good. This is my routine every morning. I love it, absolutely love it. Then I pour one cup for for Leah, one cup for myself, and then if my daughter has said so, Emma because Rachel doesn't drink coffee, I pour one for Emma as well. That's my habit. And then I go and sit down, and I got this chair in the living room where I go and I have my devotions and my cup of coffee. It is a daily delight for me. I love it. Doesn't it sound good? I want to do it right now. I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning. I will do it again tomorrow morning. It actually makes me look forward to getting up in the morning, because it's hard to get up in the morning. How many of you guys agree? Sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning. See, I have created a habit that makes me look forward to getting up in the morning. Now, most of the time when I'm making the coffee, I do it with one eye open, right? And it's done like, okay, but by the time it's done steeping, I can smell the aroma. Any coffee drinkers in here? I know it's like worship. You got to be careful. It's like idol worship and all that. But it's a habit that I've created that's a good habit where I look forward to the day and I sit down with God's word. And not only am I drinking this nice warm cup of coffee, but I'm, I'm, I'm filling my spirit too with God's word. Those are good habits. So we got bad habits and good habits. I want to encourage you. Make thankfulness a habit. Make it a habit. Because it's too easy to become critical, negative, pessimistic, right? It's so easy because it's all around us all the time. I remember when I was in youth ministry, I was in youth ministry for many, many, many years. Um, And I'm still in youth ministry. I love young people, I love teenagers. I do camps and conferences. Now I'm trying to train the trainers because I'm a little older, I'm a little further away from them as their age, so I'm trying to influence the influencers. Anyways, I remember uh, I would work with kids in elementary school, and most elementary school kids are so positive and optimistic about the future and everybody's their buddy, but something happens around fifth and sixth grade, their bodies start to change, they start to smell a little bit, right? (laughs) Attitudes start to get a little funky, and then when they get into middle school and junior high, 
I remember walking on junior high campuses, and then every single kid was ripping on the other kid. Oh, you're so dumb. Your mama's this. Your ears are this. Your arms are that. I mean, they're ripping on each other. And it's right around that age, right? Right around 11, 12, 13 years old, where we start picking on each other and start getting negative. And unfortunately, it creates habits in our life that we end up, many people become adults who are critical and negative and pessimistic. And they've created habits of that. I want to encourage you. Begin to flip that around and look for ways to make a thankful habit. Because when we, be, when we begin to have a thankful habit, our attitude changes, our, our, our joy tank fills up, and we're more pleasing to be around. We're more pleasing to be around. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. And if you'll give, and, and I actually mentioned this last week, and I'm going to talk about it again uh, here in just a minute. If you'll, if you'll begin to exercise every single day a thankful attitude, you do it for 40 days, and you will create a new habit of being thankful. And watch and see if things, situations, relationships don't begin to turn around. Because they will. They will. They'll begin to turn around simply by being a person who's more thankful, more thankful. So here's what I wanted to do. I didn't have time last week. Tonight, I want to do this. I want to give you four ways to get started with a thankful habit. If you're a note taker, you may, want to, you may want to pull out notes. You may want to pull out your phone. You may want to pull out your iPad and jot this down because this is stuff you're going to want to take home with you, okay? Four ways to start building a thankful habit. Now, I'm, I'm the kind of pastor, if you're new to our church, I'm the kind of pastor that says, hey, let's get people excited and inspired and motivated, but we better give them some practical stuff to go do this in their daily life. I don't like it when preachers or pastors or teachers get up there and get you all motivated and excited and inspired, and they send you out to the day going, all right, let's go change the world. And you get out the door and you go, yeah, let's change. How do I change the world? You know, and you're walking out the door all excited to change the world, but you don't know how to change the world, right? You don't know how to make a difference in your life. So last week, I didn't get the chance to give you these four, so I want to give them to you today. So write this down if you want to. Four ways to start building a thankful habit, a thankful habit. The first two are the ways we relate to God. The first two are the ways we relate to God, and the second two are the way we relate to each other. And the first one is this, give thanks obediently. Everybody say obediently. obediently. Give thanks obediently. Remember 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 6, uh, 16 through 18. Let's throw that. Can we jump back there really quickly and take a look at that? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. These are not suggestions. These aren't, well, when you feel like it. You should be joyful. No, no, no. It says always. Everybody say always. Always. Not when you're feeling like it. Not when the situation tends to lean that direction. It's a command. It's saying be always be joyful. Never stop praying. Give thanks in all circumstances. This isn't a good recommendation. This is a command. The tense in the original Greek language, the Greek language that this was drafted in, the tense of that is, is, is instructive. It's commanding. It's saying, this must be done if you want to experience. And then it goes on later on. 
And then we read in, in Philippians where it says that we should, we should be thankful, that we should bring all of our, not to be anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving in our heart, let our requests be made known to God. Then the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. See, there's a command to be that way. We're commanded to be that way. You don't do it when you feel like it. You do it out of obedience and watch and see what will happen. It's kind of like exercise. I mentioned to this, this to you guys uh, earlier. Um, if you want to be in shape, you can't just look at the gym when you're driving by. <laughs> oh, man, I love that gym. They got some great equipment at that gym. That is such a cool gym. Matter of fact, wait a minute, let me take a picture of that gym. That's a good gym right there. I'm going to keep that on my screensaver and it'll inspire me to get into shape. Right? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. You got to get in there and obediently do it. You got to do the exercise, right? That's what we talked about before. We got to be doers of God's word. The same thing with thankfulness. We got we to be thankful even when we don't feel like it. I'm a runner, and I like, to, I like to run regularly, a minimum of three times a week. I don't like to run. I'll be honest with you. I don't like to run. I do it because it's good for me, and I know that. It is so hard. There are days where I put on my shoes, and I look outside and go, this is going to be uncomfortable for the next hour. I'm going to be uncomfortable for the next. I'm going to be hot and sweaty for the next hour. I'm going to be tired for the next hour. And I almost, I almost talk myself out of exercising. I do. And I have to go, no, wait a minute. This is going to benefit me. I'm 50 years old, and if I want to live another 50 years, i got to keep my heart strong. If I want my mind to be clear, I've got to oxygenate my blood. And I oxygenate my blood by breathing hard and getting my heart racing. I want, the, I want to be able to run with my grandkids, not just stumble around. And so I want to be able to, so I begin to talk myself back into it. See, thankfulness, we do it obediently because of what it does for us. It is a benefit to us. And so when we do it obediently, it begins to create that habit. And we begin to see things take place. So number one, learn to give thanks obediently. Number two, and this ties right into obediently, is give thanks, let's all say it together, repeatedly. Repeatedly. How do you build a habit? You do it over and over and over and over again. Regularly. It's easy to create habits of complaining and criticizing, like I said before. But 1 Thessalonians 5 says, you do this in all... Matter of fact, back it up. Show, me, show us again, Roger. 1 Thessalonians 5. Take a look at this. First Thessalonians says, be thankful in how many circumstances? All. all. That's all the time. All the time. Look for ways to be thankful. You might be in a difficult situation. Matter of fact, there was, a, there was this one student one time when I was a, a youth pastor. He was a, a college student. And he came to me and I was asking him, so how are your classes, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, oh, I like this class, I like this class, I like this class, but I really can't stand this class over here. I go, oh, why can't you stand that? Oh, man, that instructor's terrible. Now, this guy wanted to be a teacher. So he was a little arrogant. And he thought he was the best kind of teacher. He was still a student, but he thought, oh, I'm going to be, I'm, gonna, I'm, the, I'm a better teacher. And he was criticizing this professor, this college professor, a person who had studied, who had trained, who had credentials, and was officially a teacher. He was really a teacher. He wasn't studying. He was really a teacher. So this student's going, oh, he's a terrible teacher. He's horrible. 
He doesn't, he doesn't prepare us for the tests. You know, the stuff that he teaches us isn't in the test. And so I'm frustrated all the time. And he just began to rip on this teacher. And I was thinking to myself, man, how can I help this kid? I, he's got to go through this class. So how can I help him? And I said, so I said to him, I said, so what you're learning, because you want to be an instructor somebody He goes, yeah, I do. I go, so what you're learning is how not to teach. Is that what you're learning? He goes, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. I go, yeah. So if he's that bad of instructor, you've got to take this class. Maybe you can turn that around and be thankful that you're there so that you can see how, how to be a professor that's not like him. And you can learn from him, even though it's a difficult situation, even though he may not be that great of an instructor, even though he may not be teaching you the way you think you should be taught. Maybe you can look at it and go, I'm not going to be like that. So I'm going to learn how not to be a teacher and be thankful in the situation you're in. See, there are ways that we can look at our circumstances and go, Lord, how can I be thankful in this? What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And maybe that situation, you can't even thank God for that situation. But in the circumstance, you can find ways to be thankful. You're not thanking him for the circumstance, but in that circumstance, you can go, okay, there's ways, Lord, that I still can be thankful even though I'm in the midst of it. So we begin to do it repeatedly, and it develops a new attitude of gratitude is what it does. And when you do that, when you begin to build it on a daily basis, you will be more enjoyable to be around. Because... People don't like to be around critics. Have you ever noticed that? If you watch a movie and there's a food critic, and the food critic is usually sitting by themselves in a restaurant, right? They're sitting by, they're eating their food. Thank you, may I have another glass of wine? Thank you. Yeah, could I have another bottle, a different bottle? I don't like this one. Nobody wants to sit there and be with that person. They're always sitting there. They always look sad in the movies. They look sad and gaunt and kind of skinny because nobody wants to be with them. People don't like to be around critics, but they sure like to be around people who are thankful and appreciative. I know I do. I would rather be around somebody who's grateful than somebody who's a critic. So when it becomes a habit and you're doing it repeatedly, you'll be more pleasurable to be around. Number two. Now this is how you, or number three, this is how you relate to others. Number one is give thanks obediently. Number two is give thanks repeatedly. Number three is expect Less. Everybody say expect less. Expect less. less. This is very, very practical. How can you create a more thankful habit? Begin to expect less. You see, expectations of others are some of the greatest disappointments that we face. Have you ever found that? Especially the unspoken expectations of others. You have expectations on your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Or, and you have these unspoken expectations. And when they don't measure up, when they don't meet up, now you're disappointed. And now you carry that on the inside. Wow, well, if he only would take out the trash like I'm thinking he should take out the trash. I mean, can't he see that the trash is overflowing and the coffee grounds are falling onto the... Does it sound like I'm talking about myself? It isn't. Yeah, anyways... If, if only he could see that, and of course, oftentimes, these are unspoken expectations, which leads to disappointment, and then we become critical and negative towards that individual, and if it begins to fester inside, it begins to create bitterness, 
And bitterness becomes this cancer that eats us up and destroys relationships. When I minister and when I counsel pre-marriage groups or, or couples, oftentimes we talk about expectations. I like to say, expect less so that you can be excited when they exceed your expectations. That's how you become more thankful. Take a look at what it says here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain con- conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. What this means is when we expect less, we come into the relationship, we come into to situations, and we look at ways that I can serve. Where I can not expect you to serve me, but where I can come in and say, how can I serve you? Because then when you're blessed, when, when, when something exceeds your expectation, when a person exceeds your expectation, now you're thankful. Isn't that right? Now you're grateful. Now you have an attitude of gratitude because you, you didn't expect them to come up here. You expected less. My, fat, my dad used to say this. He used to say, because he was in sales, he would say, son, always under promise and over deliver. Anybody ever been in sales before? You know what I'm talking about, right? Under promise and over deliver. Because you keep, you keep their expectations here. And then when you exceed their expectations, they're grateful. They're grateful. So how do we create a habit of thankfulness in our own heart? Expect less. Just expect a little less. Don't put unrealistic or unspoken expectations on others because then you have a way to be grateful. You have a way to be grateful. Be thankful for the small things and it will change your attitude towards that person. One of the things that Lee and I have found um, in, in marriage counseling with couples is after the years... 10, 15, 20 years, what happens is it's the little things that we start to pick apart on our spouse. And and those little things begin to, to build inside of us. And we forget about the good things because we're so focused on these negative things. If only she would put the toilet paper this way instead of that way. Why does, it, why does she think it has to come from the back? It needs to come over the front. And you fixate because every time you go in the bathroom, why won't she do this? Or the squeezing of the toothpaste or whatever it is, spouses. And we fixate on the negative and we forget about the good. So we be, when we begin to give thanks for the smaller things in our spouse or in our relationships with moms and dads or, or siblings, when we begin to look at the good and give thanks for that, it will change our attitude. And the attitude infiltrates the relationship. Begin to thank God. I'm so thankful. Here's one. I'm so thankful that he fills up the gas tank every single Sunday. That's what I do for my family. He fills up the gas tank. Look for ways to be thankful for the small things he or she does. And as you do, it will change your attitude. It will change your attitude. We practice this with our own family. How can we give thanks for one another? How can we give thanks for the things that they do and not focus on the the little nitpicky things, the little things that can bother us? Number four, for the sake of time, let's keep on going. Number three is expect less. And number four is what? Appreciate more. Appreciate more. That's right. Appreciate more. Look for ways to be more appreciative. Be grateful. 
for all that you receive from others. Recently, I saw a neighbor doing something that uh, I, I didn't think of. This neighbor's a couple houses down, and he came out. It was on a Friday, and I happened to be uh, home that, that morning when the trash man came by, and I was out in the garage, and I looked down the street because the, the trash man's coming down our alley, and it's, it's quite a show, and he's coming down the alley, and I kind of look down there, and I see the neighbor come out, and he goes over the trash man, and he uh, hands him this piece of paper, and I'm thinking to myself, oh no, he's probably complaining to the trash man about something, right? But then I looked at the trash man's face, and he got this big smile on his face, and he kind of puffed out his chest. And I don't know what happened. At least at that point, I didn't know what happened. I'm thinking, man, this, whatever this guy did, it totally made the day of this trash man. And the trash man took the paper, and he didn't throw it in the back of the trash, dumpster, trash can. He went inside his cab, and he put it up in the cab. And he kind of pushed it up there. So by the time the can, the guy, I was waiting to see, he comes down in front of our house and I look inside the cab and it's this crayon drawing. And so now I'm like, I got to know what this is. So I went over to the trash man and I go, hey, what did that guy give you? <laughs> and the trash man's like, oh, you want to see? I go, yeah. So he takes me over to the cab. He goes, take a look. It was this hand-drawn crayon drawing that this man's daughter had drawn of the trash man, dumping the trash. It was so sweet. And this trash man was so proud of this crayon drawing that was in his cab. I can only imagine him going home that night, putting it on his refrigerator, being proud that he's a trash man. This dad and this daughter made the day of the trash man. Simply by appreciating him, by drawing a simple picture. We can get so busy in our lives that we can forget those who make a difference in our lives, like the trash man. Imagine if there wasn't a trash man. Man, we'd be sitting in all sorts of crud right now, wouldn't we? Thank God for the trash man. Thank God for those who serve each other who make life so much better for each of us. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 7. See, children hear these words and, 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 and we think, oh my goodness, this is the golden rule. This is so, this is so good. This is a, a great value. But it's actually a rule that Jesus laid down many, many years ago. This is more than an ethical or a nice saying. It's actually the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 7 verse 12 says, So in everything... Do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the laws and the prophets. Jesus says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Extend appreciation. Extend thankfulness as you would like to be thanked and appreciated. When we do, we fulfill all the laws and the prophets. So number one, bring up the whole list there once again, Roger. How can you create a thankful habit? Number one, give thanks obediently. Do it because we're supposed to do it. Do it because you need to do it. Do it because you have to do it. I have to give thanks. Number two, give thanks repeatedly. Not just once, but keep giving. Look for ways to give thanks every single day. As I said, take the 40-day challenge. Do it in the morning. Do it in the evening. Give thanks before, when you wake up in the morning. Look for a way to give thanks. 
Look for a way to give thanks. Next week, I have a, another video that I'm going to show you on a young man who's thankful. If you don't know what to be thankful for, by the time you're done listening to this young man next week, you will find something to be thankful for because he finds ways to give thanks for everything, and it's hilarious. So start in the morning and in the evening before you go to bed. Let it be the last thing. Say, God, thank you for. Fill in the blank. Thirdly, expect less. Expect less and appreciate more, number four. When you do that, you'll create a habit of being thankful. And watch if your life, your joy tank, and your situations begin to make a turnaround. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.